Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. It's Friday. That means we talk with a company on their lean journey. And today, I'm speaking with Phil Tolkoff, president of Tolkoff Foods in Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to the American Lean Podcast, where we cover five topics in five days in about five minutes. The only place in the world where you can get daily lean coaching. Your host is Tom Reed, and he shares his 30 years of experience and covers leadership, culture, entrepreneurship, lean methodologies, Industry 4.0, and interviews special guests on their lean journey. We're glad you're here. So let's go. Welcome in, Phil, to the American Lean Podcast. Uh, let's start by just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. Thanks, Tom. So we're, we're a family-owned and operated food manufacturer uh, with our headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland. Been around for 90-some years. I'm third generation. Okay. There's a relative in the business that's now fourth generation. And we make condiments, sauces, dressings. And part of the business is the food service industry, which services restaurants, hotels, caterers. And then our growth area, which we started about uh, maybe 10 years ago is uh, co-pack or co-manufacturing where we're making other people's products for them. Uh, and those are mostly in the retail space. I joined the company about 15 years ago. I was uh, able to avoid it for about 22. And, uh, <laughs> somehow got sucked in by, by saying yes to the wrong dinner. Prior to this, I spent about 11 years in aerospace engineering and 11 years in uh, computer consulting. We've grown the business quite a bit met that those 15 years. The co-pack was really the growth vehicle. And we have increased food service, but we really have the lion's share of our category of products kind of across the country. So while that's kind of the cash cow, it's not uh, it's not a growth area for us. And, and you have a location in Maryland, and I saw you're opening up one in Sharonville, Ohio? Correct. So we have um, a facility we bought in Sharonville in early February. Uh, we're working right now and trying to get that up and running as soon as possible. Um, we had one in Northern California for about 20 years. We just shuttered that literally the end of last month. Okay. Part of that was the coronavirus. Part of that was that was sort of our potentially our long term plan was to to do what we were doing there in, in Sharonville, but uh, because of the virus, it kind of sped that plan up and uh, honestly gave us the opportunity to move faster on the Ohio. Okay, Ohio yeah. side of things. I just I yeah. just noticed that because that's my old stomping grounds. I grew up in Ohio. Oh, great! Went to University of Cincinnati and used to do a lot of work around that area, so it just caught my eye. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I was amazed at how many we were told we, we connected with the MEP out there. There's 1,100 just food manufacturers in Ohio. How long have you been on your lean journey? So, I, I mean, it, I think it started pretty early when I when I took over at Tolkoff's, um, probably within maybe a year after I got there. So, so it's probably been about 13 or 14 years now trying to trying to take a lean journey here. Um, I initially, I forget how I met or, or found out about them, but the Maryland MEP at the time was run through the University of Maryland. Okay. And I don't know if you, you know Dave Rosardo, but Dave was the guy we worked with, and it was really him and one other guy was the whole organization at the time and hired him to come in and kind of give us, you know, a lean, uh, intro to lean kind of kind of presentation. Sure, sure. Um, I was kind of impressed with it, and based upon what I saw, I knew, I knew that we needed a lot of help. Uh, and then we moved on to, to giving that to all the managers, and then we gave the same training to everybody that worked there. Good. And that was kind of, that was probably the beginning. That's kind of how we got started. Sure. No, that's excellent. It is, it is important to train everybody in an organization when you're beginning a lean transformation so that everybody can speak the same language and understand what you're trying to do as an organization. And it's a smart move on your part. That's what, how we got started. That, that was in our original building. We've moved since then. So that was way back. We're, we're on Conklin Street, Brewers Hill. And since then, uh, we've moved to a, a new facility that's about four or five miles away from there. Okay. So along with that, what, what were some of the efficiencies or what were you hoping to gain by embracing the lean methodologies? Yeah, so I mean, when I took over 
the company had been run for about 18 years by uh, non-family members. They were sort of outside managers that had been hired to, to run the organization. And while they continued to grow it and make it profitable, they really didn't invest in the in the business or the people. And I noticed right away that we were doing things just really, really inefficiently. I mean, there was so much low-hanging fruit that, okay. um, you know, I, I wanted to go after it. And, and that's kind of what I noticed right away was just to make things more efficient. We, we had lots of lots of mistakes going on and some of them were, were inefficiencies and some of them you didn't even know they were there because nobody really tracked anything. So it was ah. sort of like, hey, if you don't know the problem exists, then you don't know there's a problem. One of the examples was uh, shortages. You know, how often do we short a customer? When they come in for their order, they order 100 cases. Do we give them 100? Do they only get 50 or 95 or whatever sure. it is? And okay. We're tracking stuff like that. So, you know, we started tracking that. And, of course, it came to light that we we're short lots of people. It's kind of what I wanted to fix. And, and then just even, you know, really simple manufacturing processes I was watching were done very manually. Mm -hmm. um, even office processes. I mean, there was a process to do uh, samples. So when we sent a sample out, they, they literally entered the information into like four different areas or four different systems. Invariably, when I asked the question, why do you do it this way? The answer was, we've always done it. <laughs> right. That's the way we've always done it. Exactly. Exactly. So that was, that was the first phrase that I banned from the right. company was that if you answer me with that answer, you're, you're out of here. <laughs> um, but you know, I found that, you know, two of those three things that were entered were a hundred percent unnecessary or redundant. Okay. Excellent. Uh, and there was just stuff like that all over the place because they had never really worked, you know, on the business. Sure. Sure. Nobody was asking those questions. Exactly. Exactly. Well, as, so as you were on your lean journey, what were some of the struggles that you guys ran into and that you faced? Well, you know, early on, it was definitely, you know, management when I first came on board was pretty much what had been there for a long time. They didn't have a whole lot of interest in changing the way they did things, very set in their ways. Uh, this is the way we did it. Mm -hmm. You know, it works. Why change it kind of thing? Right. You know, the people on the floor were relatively receptive. You know, when we did sure. some of the training for the intro, one of the interesting things, one of the areas that was sort of the, the group that was sort of the rough and tumble group, these are the guys that, you know, handle the horseradish roots and wash them and ground them and stuff. And it's physical labor and, uh, you know, it's a tough job. And they looked at 5S and I walked back there and they had taken it up on their own and, you know, hung things up and put locations for uh, where garbage cans were supposed to be. And uh, it was great. You know, it was kind of amazing to see that without their manager directing them to do something in particular, they, they, they saw it, they heard it, and, and they started doing it. So that was great. Yeah, sometimes people are just waiting on that permission, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, just, or, or just a little knowledge <clears throat> just to say, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let me, let yep. me go do it, you know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's... On any lean transformation, it usually is not the people on the floor that we have to, to get right. engaged and turned around. It's kind of everyone else a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. But, so what do you think have been some of the greatest surprises that you've seen on your lean transformation? So, I mean, I think that was that was a big surprise to have some people that I didn't think were, were going to get it or, or, you know, want to embrace it, did it, and did it pretty quickly. The other thing is the challenge of constantly having to stay on it and, mm, okay. you know, preach it and things like that. And, and we still struggle today. I'm not really happy with, you know, where we are now. We're much leaner than we were before, but I don't see the constant strive to keep it going, keep it going. And, and that's a management level thing. I mean, while we still were part of lean peer groups and we do some training here and there, I don't think we're preaching it from the top and continually pushing it down. So it's been a struggle to make that continue to happen and, and continue to get better. 
If my organization were wanting to begin a lean transformation, what advice would you give us? So, you know, I think you got to start with training. You know, if you don't know what you're doing or what it means or what the words are, then uh, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, for me, I think training the managers was the place to start. And then training, you know, the people on the floor was definitely the next, the next step to take. You know, one of our challenges is, you know, lean, a lot of it is oriented towards sort of uh, and maybe I'm wrong or I'm biased. It's you know, sort of, I'll call I'll call it batch processing, right? Where you've got your cell kind of work, and a piece goes from right. point A to point B. Where we're we're production line. You know, you've got automated equipment that goes from you know handling the empty glass all the way to the end where it's completely filled, labeled, capped, coated, and put into a box. But you know, all the different interim steps to make that happen and to do it efficiently, and things are part of lean. Part of, I think, our struggle has been that when you do the training, so much of it is oriented towards, you know, cell and back right. and things like that. Yeah. that sometimes slow. people, yeah, they, they have a hard time seeing how that applies to us. Sure. But, you know, all those little teeny things that you can do for lean and process improvement or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'll give you a quick example. Sure, please. So we, we used to have a pallet tag, uh, they called a license plate that would go on every pallet that had the, uh, the lot code number for the product and then the product code on it. And we literally took eight and a half by 11 piece of, you know, copy or paper, and we'd take a big Sharpie and we'd write it on it and slap it on the, on the, the pallet and put it in the warehouse, whether it was an refrigerated or a dry warehouse. Well, our warehouse, we have 30, uh, we have 40 foot ceilings here. So we'd go as high as four or five high. So when you're on the floor and you're looking up at something <laughs> that somebody wrote by hand in a Sharpie, right, it's right. hard to see. So, I noticed one of my forklift guys literally had like this kid's pair of binoculars <laughs> on, on his, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Right. He goes, well, I can't read it. Sure. I was like, all right, well, we're going to fix that real quick. And uh, we created a uh, program computer that's out uh-huh. the plant, and it would print as you know huge and large as possible to still fit on the piece of paper, and then that would go on, and that kind of solved that. You could easily see these things. Uh, another thing, we went to a, a friend's facility. And I think we went to look at the type of forklifts they were using because we were considering using those forklifts. And my VP of ops came back and said, hey, you know, forklifts look good and stuff. He says, but what I found out was they do all their order picking in the middle of the night. And we were doing it during the day while our production was going on and shipping oh, receiving so was yeah, going on. A lot going so on. We, exactly. So all we did was change the time and it became so much more efficient and less chaotic and when we first made the change, of course, these guys were kicking and screaming, and sure. I don't want to work that shift, and blah, blah, blah. And now if you tried to go back, they, they'd kill you, yeah, you know, because yeah. they, they know that it works. So lots of simple things like that that really made the work better and quicker and easier for everybody. Oh, that's fantastic. Those are great stories, especially the binoculars. That's cool. That was funny. Yeah. Let's just wrap up. Tell us how we can learn more about Tolkoff, and, and we'll call it a day. Sure. So um, you can find us on our website, uh, tolkoff.com. We do have an online store, so if you want to try any of our products, feel free to order there. And I'll tell you that uh, all proceeds, not just the profits, but all proceeds from the store go to two military charities that oh, are uh, dear to my heart. Please feel free to do that. We, we don't have a very large retail presence. That's not our niche, but we've been around a long time, so people know us and people move out of Maryland and say, hey, I'm in Phoenix now and can't uh-huh. buy a horseradish. And that's a way to get it. But, um, you know, Google us. We, we show up a lot. Uh, we do a lot of social media stuff on Facebook and Twitter and things like that as well. Great. Thank you very much for your time today, Phil. My pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Yep, great talking to you. 
joining us today. As always, we are honored to serve you, and we hope that you and your company are getting a little bit better every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others in the lean and business community. If you'd like to turbocharge your lean efforts, please visit us at AmericanLean.com.